You're listening to Acoustic Sunset, a weekly podcast bringing you live music, storytelling, and street-side interviews, all brought to you by Putnam's Pub and Cooker at 419 Myrtle Avenue in Clinton Hill or on the web at putnamspub.com. I'm your host, Carl Banks, and each week we bring you a couple special guests. This week we have Mara Steppi and Pete in the Yop Tones. Uh, we're going to hear live music from them, so please sit back and enjoy the show. Okay, episode number 12. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. This is the Acoustic Sunset. It's a weekly podcast that uh, is centered around a live performance that happens at Putnam's Pub in Brooklyn. And uh, I'm your host, Carl Banks. This is my show. Every week I book the acts and uh, record the show, and then we pick out some highlights and put them together in this podcast for you. Um, But I also do my fair share of talking and self-promotion in it to uh, <laughs> keep myself happy. So I want to start out this time by telling you, if you need to get a hold of me by email, get a hold of me at Putnam's Acoustic Sunset at Gmail. It's just Putnam's Acoustic Sunset, all one word, at Gmail. Putnam's Acoustic Sunset at gmail.com. And I monitor that email. Um, I would love to hear from you. I'm always looking to hear from uh, feedback about the podcast or if you know of a, a traveling band coming through New York or Brooklyn, or you know somebody in Brooklyn uh, that might want to come out and uh, play on the show, uh, get a hold of me. Uh, I'd love to hear from you. And fan mail is always encouraged. We've been getting um, some responses, not a lot of them, but some. So if you're sending emails, I appreciate it, and thank you. Um, this week, we are going to get to... Um, a couple repeat special uh, special guests. First up, we have Mara Steppi. Uh, she came and played piano for us on this particular night, and she really killed it uh, and does a really excellent job, has a beautiful voice. And then we have Pete and the Yop Tones, and Pete's been around. Uh, he's been on our podcast a lot, and we'll talk about that in the interview, but he's he's on a, uh, on a high percentage of these shows. So if you're a return uh, listener, you'll probably have heard of him before. So uh, Pete and the Optones, and they're going to do their song Rundown. So we'll get to that shortly. And then finally, um, we're going to do a plug for or a song for me. I'm going to do a song of mine called Seven Grand. So uh, it's going to be a great show. All those will come, uh, are, were recorded the night uh, at Putnam's. And then this is a couple days later, we get together and pick out the highlights and then um, put it all together. And I usually start out with a little story. And I want to tell you about the really the first heckle that I've ever had uh, as a performer. And I had had people heckle like, you know, say stuff to me or, but I'm a solo performer. So it's sort of conversational. People are tend to talk to you anyway. So, you know, if they don't like it, I don't consider that a heckle. Or if they have a recommendation on a song, you know, that's kind of part of the show and it's fun. But the first real heckle that was a really nasty thing that happened to me happened. And I know um, I don't know the specific date, but I know what night it was because uh, George Bush was being reelected that night, uh, George W. Bush. And this was the first 
presidential election I ever got to vote in. And I was not, I came from a pretty uh, leftist family, um, very progressive. And then I kind of went even further left or uh, a little bit more radical myself. So um, I was, I couldn't believe George Bush was elected the first time. And I certainly did not think he was going to be reelected. And it was the night of his reelection. And I was just, I was in a, like a weird kind of a bad space. I couldn't believe uh, that it was happening. And there used to be the show. It was really the first place where I was ever really performing was a place called Jeremiah's in uh, Cape Girardeau. And they had an open mic on Tuesdays. Jeremiah's is gone now, so I can say this, but it was kind of like the biggest D-bag bar in town. You know, it's like where all the preppy college guys went um, and stuff. Anyway, on Tuesdays, however, it was different. The uh, uh, fraternity Phi Mu Alpha had a night. Um, all those guys came down and they started this open mic. Um, and so it was like a really fun night. That's the uh, music fraternity. So it, it, they tended to be musicians and hippies and stuff like that. So on Tuesday nights, it was great. And this band Tone Deaf hosted the night and I would go down there and play. And I eventually even ended up hosting it uh, once Tone Deaf quit doing it. And then this band Catatonic did it and then I did it. But uh, that's a story for a different time. Anyway, this particular night, George Bush is being reelected, and I cannot believe it. And you you would sit at the front of the bar in this on this um, on this bench that right on Water Street, right down by the Mississippi River, and you would sit on this bench and and play. And then there was like a fireplace in front of you, and then the bar kind of uh, went back past that. And I'm sitting up there, and generally the people in the front were there for the music, and they were digging it. And I I was not a very good performer at the time. And uh, I was sitting there playing, but I thought I was really good. So I'm sitting there, and I thought I'm being really funny and like an idiot. I maybe was a little bit drunk too, but I started singing. I said, this is a song. This is an old song I wrote many years ago, and it's called... Uh, and I can't even believe I said this into a microphone and now I'm doing it again, George Bush can lick my balls. And I just kept singing the stupid song I was just riffing on, making up, because I, I I just couldn't believe that he was being reelected. And so anyway, uh, Cape Girardeau is a very conservative town. It's the hometown of Rush Limbaugh. It's rural Missouri. It's just a very conservative town. George Bush, pretty popular fellow there. So I'm sitting up there just completely bashing this guy and, in all honesty, saying some pretty inappropriate things about the president. And um, I guess somebody had just heard enough of it. And this guy takes a pint glass that was full of an IPA or something like that and just chunks it at my head. And I'm sitting there playing and I see this beer glass tumbling towards me like spraying beer everywhere and it hits the uh the wall behind me where there were like windows but in the glass the glass shatters from the uh glass not from the window from the pint glass the beer is like all over the place uh the the band that hosted the night like grab the guy and they throw him out and john the owner of the place comes running up and he starts yelling at me what the hell are you doing you know you can't sing that into the microphone and i was kind of like sitting there with wide eyes. I just couldn't believe it had happened. I couldn't believe I had missed, like I was aware enough to miss the beer, you know, heading at my, at my head. So I didn't finish my set. I put the guitar away and they moved on to the next act. And then, you know, years later, George Bush 
in the same sort of scenario was at a press conference and some Iraqi guy threw his shoe at his head. You remember that? And I, I, it was like the same, the same head motion. So uh, that's just kind of the tale of the, the first heckle that I ever had. You know where they don't heckle? Putnam's Pub and Cooker at 419 Myrtle Avenue in Clinton Hill, Brooklyn. People don't have time to heckle. They're too busy enjoying their time, having wonderful food, delicious drinks, uh, enjoying the great service that they have at Putnam's Pub and Cooker, 419 Myrtle Avenue in Clinton Hill. Or you can check them out on the web at putnamspub.com. Okay, up first on live music, we have Mara Steppi. And if you're a, a common listener to this podcast, you may have heard her before. Uh, we had her playing her song Talk of Spring last time. Um, that's the name of her EP that's going to be coming out uh, later on this year. Um, Mara is uh, an old roommate of a, of a friend of mine. Uh, she's a great musician. Um, I really enjoyed the, uh, her music this particular night, and I was glad that she came out. Um, this time she's playing her song Easy Does It, and I have to say, you'll hear in the interview afterwards that I I ask if it's a Frank Sinatra song, and she kind of has a weird response, and it's not. The Frank Sinatra song is nice and easy, I think, or maybe that's the name of that Sinatra album I have. Anyway, I just wanted to clear that up by not clearing it up at all. Anyway, this is Mara Steppi playing Easy Does It. Always lack the warmth of now And I step up a little further when I can But my feet stay in the past Somehow He gives his loving like he gives his bread So hard and so soft and so sweet and I'm satisfied when he's around but so hungry when he leaves where easy does it when you're strong enough to realize that you're alive and well I'm too blind to see What's alive in me? Take me back to now. I'm 24, what am I gonna do? I spend my days searching for clues. Clarity isn't such a hard thing to find, but I lose my mind searching sometimes. Easy does it When you're strong enough to realize that you're alive and well I'm too blind to see what's alive in me Take me back to now Where everything seems 
is wrong and all your friends are gone Take a sec to settle down You change your mind and need a little time To get your feet back on the ground The road is long when you got no one to come along Be here now and always easy oh, oh, oh. We're here with Mara Steppi, second time playing the show. Did That's you have right. a good time? Oh, totally, totally. I think this second time around, I kind of had something more planned and prepared because I knew what kind of... What kind of gig it yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a bar gig. It, some cover songs go over really... Very well. Very well. Right. We like to please the people. <laughs> yeah, but for the podcast, we have to use original songs. So it forces you to have a good combination of both. That's right. I always find that I want to like uh, incorporate... Um, original songs and cover songs so you like hook them in with the cover and then you kind of force them to listen to your it's <laughs> true music. it's true i find even when i'm listening that like i'll it'll be cool hearing all of the covers and i enjoy them and i can remember them and sing along and then they catch me even stronger when they do and then i'm like riveted and i'm listening like oh this is their stuff right. i want to hear that yeah yeah you know? exactly and i feel like as a as a songwriter if it, if you can be seamless and they don't there's no difference between them and people are is that your song or no you you didn't write that one you wrote that one then it's like I'm at least on par with the great songwriters that I love and learn their songs you know <laughs> yeah exactly so um did you play a song that um you would like to include in this podcast uh, an original sure. song yeah easy does it uh, I played that song that is maybe the first song that I really wrote and recorded actually um it's coming out on my EP as well I wrote it a long time ago. Well, several years ago, not super long ago. Yeah. Um, and what was the sort of inspiration behind it? A uh, breakup. Uh, <laughs> and it's something that was kind of comforting myself. Like, a, it's called Easy Does It, which is a easy thing to sing. You know, it's like, easy does it. It's like, oh, immediately you feel comforted. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the lyrics are kind of about, um, you know, finding peace of mind and taking a, taking a step back and relaxing a little bit. Yeah. And you, um, you've, play piano basically mm -hmm. that's it but you also do a little guitar we were talking about this yeah, earlier yeah yeah i haven't played do you in write a while, on guitar or pretty much exclusively I'm, piano? nowadays i mostly write on the piano just yep. because it's accessible easy i have to i don't have to like struggle with how to voice certain chords you know right. they're all in front of me on the piano yeah, yeah. So, i find that like sometimes changing the instrument get, oh, yeah. like jostles your mind enough oh, to where it you opens start thinking. things up oh right. one of the things i love about the guitar more than anything is like you're holding it on your body mm. and it becomes like acoustically a part of your voice totally it's, yeah definitely you know it's, it's very vibrating different. your legs oh and it's yeah vibrating your nerves and, and and that can inspire a whole nother kind of songwriting where it's just very like spiritual in a way right right um 
So for a song like, um, uh, what's the name of it again? I'm like, Easy Does It. Easy Does It. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Th- isn't that a Frank Sinatra song? Easy Does It Every Time or something? I don't, oh. I don't know. I I'm just, I know what you're talking about. I'm just, I, don't I don't know, know if that's the title of it. Okay, I don't but. know. I, I'm just thinking. Um, <laughs> but uh, for something like that, do you write it in a, in a standalone session? Or do you tweak on the words over and over? Well, that was, I think that was one of the songs that kind of just came right out. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much tweaking really went on with it. I think I maybe wrote, like, the second verse of it some later time. Although, when I went into the studio to record it, we did kind of rearrange um, the chorus just because I, I think I was just playing, yeah, F major, E minor, G minor, C the whole way through. And I was like, okay, let's let's open this up a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> so I think I think we did something like that. And when you go to the studio, who, do you hire studio musicians? Do you have a band that you play with? I do have a band that I play with. I mean, it, I, did, I did hire studio musicians, so that's how it was. But um, And you John, give them charts? Do you, you write out the charts and give it to them? Uh, yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally, totally. But my, I suppose, partner, shall we say, John, has... Uh, has been, you know, he's a jazz pianist, so he's been um, really a big part of me arranging these things and kind of producing them and putting them together and, you know, fine-tuning them for the stage, so to speak. Um, okay. But I otherwise do all the writing and arranging and everything on my own. That's great. Well, you absolutely killed it tonight. Oh, thank you. I appreciate you coming out <laughs> to play again and yeah. being on the podcast again. Sure. So I look uh, forward to the next one. Yeah, it's going to be great. Uh, well, can you just plug some of your social media stuff? Oh, yeah, Mara sure, Steppe? sure, sure. It's uh, Mara Steppe, M-A-R-A-S-T-E-P-E. Uh, I'm on Facebook. You can find my music page there. On Instagram, um, what is the one? Bands in Town. Um, you can follow me there for any shows that I have. I'm playing in New York City. Uh, regularly, I have a show coming up at Rockwood, and I have an EP coming out called Talk of Spring. I'm super excited about that one. That one should be coming out this spring. And you were featured on another Acoustic Sunset podcast playing that song. I don't know what episode it is, but you can That's go right. back and check that out. So That's right. Thanks a lot, Mark. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. All right, thanks a lot, Mara. And uh, it's really great to uh, talk, step outside and talk to everybody after the show. It's It makes for a really, really fun night. And it's cool that everybody gets to stick around, especially the first performer. Um, they have to stay through the whole night. Um, but it's kind of um, by design, too. We want people to stick around. A lot of times when you're, you're playing shows in New York, they tend to schedule things on the hour. And... Um, the band stays for the maybe one more band, but when they leave, all their crowd leaves, and then it has to like a new crowd has to come in. So what we try to do at Putnam's is have a nice communal night where everybody's hanging out and supporting all the acts and everything. And um, almost all of the performers um, are willing to do that, which is really cool, and um, I appreciate it. Pete, uh, who we're going to hear from now, is also a really um, he's just a part of the community here at uh, Putnam's, he comes out and listens to the acts every week. This Putnam's is like his local bar, too. So um, he comes out and listens, which I really appreciate. And um, it's really my pleasure to get him back in with his uh, band, kind of like a a portion of his band, I should say. Um, His band is Barbaric Yop, and this is what what he calls the um, Pete and the Yop Tones. And uh, they're playing a song right now called Rundown, Oh, we're going to get to a song that they play called Rundown. And it's my pleasure to tell you 
and they'll tell you too, and that this is the first time that anyone, that they had ever played it live. So we were the first audience to hear it the night at Putnam's, and you guys are going to be the first people to hear it too. So this is Pete and the Yop Tones with The Rundown. I've been run down since I moved into this town. Run down, ain't got no time to fool around. Run down, can't wear a smile or a frown. So I've been run down since I moved into this town. Ain't got no money, but I ain't got no time. To make an honest man turn to a life of crime, you know. Can't even take a minute to look inside my mind. Take a look around, I might as well be blind Yes, I've been run down Yes, I've been run down Since I moved into this town Yes, I've been run down Ain't got no time to fool around We're Run down Not a smile or a frown Yes, I've been run down I moved into this town I ain't got no money But I ain't got no time Could make an honest man Turn to a life of crime, you know Ain't even got a minute To look inside my mind Can't take a look around I might as well be blind Yes, I've been run down down since I moved into this town run down ain't got no time to fool around I've been run down there a smile or a frown yes I've been run down since I moved into this town ain't got no money but I ain't got no time could make an honest man turn to a life of crime you know I ain't got a minute to look inside my mind around, I might as well be blind, yes I've been run down, thank you, we're here with Pete in the Yoptones, can you introduce yourself? I'm Peter Fabrizio, the infamous Peter Fabrizio, <laughs> he's been on the podcast multiple times, that's right. We only have, this is, I think, episode 12, and you've been on a couple of them, so. I think, yeah, good. third one. Third one. One-fourth of the episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Weaseling your way yeah. in. <laughs> and then Caesar. And, yep, Caesar Perpetti. And uh, you play in a band together. That's yes, right. Barbaric Yop. Yep. And, so. Steve, and you're on uh, Caesar. Drum set. Okay. But tonight you were playing what? 
just snare drum with brushes, sometimes fingertips. <laughs> yeah, so it's uh, whenever I've uh, been playing with uh, just uh, one or two members of the band, uh, Barbaric Yop, we've been calling it Pete and the Yop Tones, just to... Last time, who uh, what was it? It was uh, Dan, 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 Dan Cooper yeah. uh, on bass. It was me and Dan play, playing some great. tunes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you just not invite him on a night like tonight? <laughs> <laughs> I did invite him. Yeah, he couldn't make it. I also invited our sax player, Scott, and uh, also could things? not make it. Is he uh, alto and tenor? or Alto and tenor. He, play, he plays uh, tenor oh, pretty much exclusively. Oh, that's right. He plays flute on a couple tracks as well. So. And Barbaric Yob. Uh, funk band, you would, would you say? Yeah, yeah, okay. for sure. Yeah, it's funky flute. That's not too common, I, I feel like. No. Uh, well, there's one tune. Um, it has more of a Latin feel, so oh, okay. he, he, he throws in the flute That's on a, that one. I mean, I love the flute. I'm not yeah. just in the flute, but. Uh, That's, uh, oh, Dan, Dan, the bass player, also plays flute. So <laughs> oh, really? It's yeah. an avant-garde flute solo. Yeah, <laughs> we, we have That's more crazy. flute players than singers. <laughs> That's classic. What a what a what a peculiar range of instruments. The low end and the and the very high high end. You know, right? It's like fuck the mids. Yeah, <laughs> sick, sick of that frequency. Um, so did uh, last time you played? She's got that soul. Did you do another original song tonight? Yeah, we did a couple. Um, actually, we we did two for the first time tonight. Uh, one was uh, one was called Run Down. I was like kind of an up-tempo one. And then uh, another one was Meet Your Edge. And these are both new songs. Are yeah, they from the from new album or newer than the new album? Oh, newer than the new album. album. Cool. This is a first performance tonight. Oh, so. that's awesome. Yeah. for the first time. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> that's what I was going to ask. I was like, do you send them over digitally no. or something? Or? The, I wrote up the charts real quick right before I came over and then uh, handed them to him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, mixing board. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's great. And uh, Caesar, you had yeah. a snare drum. Yes. He, like um, I don't even what it, just straps over the your strap, arm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, not like marching band style metal or anything like that. But no, similar. no. I think these thing, this was invented by Remo just for djembes and like multi-use uh, drum harness. It's it's amazing because you guys sounded so good and it's really cool that you can put all those rhythms on that one drum. I was surprised myself. <laughs> well, <laughs> it, it sounded well. great. Yeah. It sounded great. There's not Thanks a lot so of space here, so. Uh, yeah. It's cool that you could do it. And you're standing up, which is probably a little different than normal. It was a lot of fun. I could use the floor sometimes for, like, the bass sound if yeah. I stomped hard enough. So. And everything's wood here, so it does resonate in yeah. buttons. It it's felt cool. good. Yeah. And, Peter, Pete, we mic your guitar. Yeah. When we were talking about this earlier. You kind of dig into those strings pretty hard. So. Sure, yeah, yeah. I just... Uh, there's very few uh, acoustic electrics that I've heard that kind of that have that real natural sound. Your sound's pretty good, but uh, yeah, but yeah, there's there's not too, a lot of them. I, they just sound fake to me. So yeah, I, yeah. I always like to, to mic it up, right? And then I can dig in harder. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you you can peek out the, you know, preamp if you're plugged in and you're really getting into it. Right, right. Um, and then so the first song you said uh, you played. Oh, uh, run down. Run down. Yeah. And then so what's the inspiration behind writing a song like that? Um, you, get, you get a riff. Yeah, yeah. It was it was a riff based thing. Actually, got kind of inspired. But like, I just heard a, a car passing by that had a, had a beat, and I was like walking, and then I just kind of made it up uh, as I was walking down the street. <laughs> oh no, that's yeah. the best. I do yeah. that all the time. <laughs> Willie Nelson says that he's like melodies are just out in in the earth. You just go find them. Yeah. And they're like floating around. I think uh, there's some truth to that. That's uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I feel like I write as many songs walking around as. Uh, 
It's like sitting with my guitar. Yeah. So, uh. You get them in your head. And what's really great is when you have them completely figured out by the time you pick up the guitar and you just can play it, you're like, holy shit. Yeah. That's the best. It's <clears> funny, so, like you, uh, sometimes, I, I, maybe it's the same for you, but sometimes I'll write like a song, it takes me like five minutes and then I'll, I'll spend like months kind of hashing out the arrangement, like all the specifics of the arrangement. Right. The, yeah. the, the song teaches you something. In right. Way, you know? Yeah, sure. Um, so you have a, a show coming up in Harlem. That's right, yeah, uh, February 20th at uh, the Shrine in Harlem. With that band from Boston. Yes, Planet, uh, Radio. Planet Radio. They're Are com- they friends of yours? Or? From, uh, friends of our sax player, Scott. Yeah, so he's, he's bringing them down. They do a lot of different types of music there. At the yeah. Show. Um, is it the same type, like funk, kind of yeah. funk based? Yeah, yeah. They, yeah. I mean, you guys aren't specifically funk. You no, are, yeah, it's like... A, I guess it's bit. rock, uh, rock, blues, soul, right? A <laughs> little bit of jazz. <laughs> it's um, just for the audience uh, genre labeling, right. you know? <laughs> exactly. Good song is just yeah. a good song, no matter no matter what. Right. Barbaric Yop, that's what we are. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the one and only. Yeah. Well, you guys killed it tonight, so thanks oh, a lot. Thanks, thanks, I really appreciate it. All right, thanks a lot, Pete. Um, in that interview, we were talking about how um, you can write songs sometimes just walking. And um, I was thinking of a specific song when I, when I was talking about that with him, when I said it happens to me. And it was this, this song that I have called Seven Grand. And we're going to hear, hear that in a second. But uh, I just remember the day it happened. When I first moved to New York, I was a, just a dog walker. I mean, I was a musician too, and I was a busker, but it was, it's, it's a job that you can get that you can do part-time and make a little bit of money. Sometimes the money is under the table too, which is kind of nice. But um, and sometimes it's not. I pay my taxes. And uh, anyway, uh, I was walking around. I was like just kind of bummed out. I was kind of freaking out. You know what am I doing? But your mind just kind of wanders, and you're forced to be in the street every day. And I was in this area of Williamsburg, and there was this sweet van for sale. And I just remember thinking, man, I wish I had seven grand for that van. And then I was like, oh, that rhymes. And then I just started going and it just kept coming to me. And I wrote it uh, just just walking just walking dogs. And I remember by the, by the time I was supposed to go home, I called my friend Drew, who was my roommate at the time, and asked him to come pick me up because I was like so amped on this song. And I got home and I picked up the guitar and I just I just knew it. It was it was an amazing feeling. And uh, I love to play it. So we're going to hear it right now. This is me playing my song, Seven Grand. I used to drive around in my grandma's uh, 1998 Buick LeSaver. When I decided to move to, D- to New York many years ago, I sold that car so I'd have a month's rent. When I moved out to New York, I immediately booked some shows out west, and I had no idea how I was getting to the shows. Uh, I was walking around the streets of Williamsburg one day, and on the side of the road, on the side of the side road, there was a van for sale. And it was a band van, it was green, and it said on the side of the van, for sale, $7,000. And I thought, shit, man, if I had $7,000, I would buy that van. Then I started thinking more about it, and I thought everybody wishes they had more than $7,000. So instead of getting a job or saving up any money or doing something like that, I did what a folk singer does. I wrote a song about the van. It goes like this.
wish I had me seven grand Then I'd be on tour with my rock and roll band 100,000 miles on a 15 passenger van It'd be mine if I had me about seven grand Then I'd get me a kick-ass new PA 17,000 watts that puppy would blow in a room away Each night a different venue, New York City to LA My seven grand band band, my rockin' new PA Blow a little bit, okay! Then I'd get me two new guitars I'd get a Dreadnought Martin and a sunbursted vintage Les Paul Travel around with two guitars One for the campfire, one for the bars Gonna get me two new guitars Shit, that's gonna lead to scores of screaming fans As far as I can see, they're gonna be cheering for my band Bootlegger demos, buying merch, telling all their friends they heard us first Seven grand gonna lead to screaming fans But look, I ain't got me no 7,000 bucks I wear second-hand clothes My credit's thinner than my luck Keep your wheels moving, can't get stuck Might say I'm screwed, but I ain't fucked Just need me about 7,000 bucks Need me about 7,000 bucks Well, thanks, um, thanks to my grandma for letting me drive her car for a long time, and uh, that's usually how I preface that story. So um, I hope you liked it. That was my song, Seven Grand. Uh, I really like that song. I like to play it a lot. So um, thanks for listening. I really appreciate uh, all the listenership. Uh, we're going to be off next week or the day that this podcast goes up. We're not going to be doing... Um, a show at Putnam's just because it's Super Bowl Sunday, so we're going to take a week off, and then um, we'll be it'll be Valentine's Day, and then we'll be rolling again. So um, we might try to get an interview coming up. There might be something a little different next week, but um, it, definitely in two weeks we'll have uh, just another standard show for you with uh, live music. And we um, I have the a lot of the acts booked coming up, so. There's some availability, FYI, if you know somebody. But also we have some pretty um, pretty cool performers and unique performers that are coming up. So stay tuned, and I really appreciate the listenership. Um, again, if you need to get a hold of me, it's Putnam's Acoustic Sunset at Gmail. And I'm Carl. I do all the booking. I do all the monitoring of that email. Thanks to Putnam's for putting this show together. Thanks for my friend Paul who puts the podcast together. Uh, thanks to T, who was the bartender on this particular night. He does a really good job taking care of all the musicians and all the patrons as well. And then the serving staff at Putnam's do a wonderful job. Come in and talk to them. They're like the coolest people ever. And then Jerry and Audrey are the owners of Putnam's. And a big thanks to them. So um, peace, love, and rock and roll. <laughs>